Wait, did Pop Trigger make those true crime videos? Yeah, where... Murder with Friends. I love Murder with Friends, I and I forgot Murder about that friends. until now, because that was so such an interesting show. No, it was so good. And Becca, do you know what I think this calls for? What? A kiss? Entry number 31. Oh! Murder with <laughs> Friends. Manic. Pixie. Jump scare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy. And Becca Hobart. Hi. Hi. We're, we're Quinn. Quinn. And we're and Becca. Becca. And welcome and- to Manic Pixie Jump Scare. A podcast where we talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and, and love, love for, for each, each other. other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of Sweet. course. Yeah, of Sweet. course. Loves it. <laughs> well, Quinn, we're back. Yes, we are, This Becca. is episode seven? Yes, I believe so. Wow, lucky, lucky number, number seven. seven. Oh my god. <laughs> That's going in the compilation of me and Quinn being aligned. I love no, it. Yeah. Um, so this is our first episode back after our two-parter. So yes. let's hope that was received well. I'm sure yes. it was. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. Um, and yeah, I guess. Let's catch up about stuff, Quinn. Yes. What have you been up to lately? What have I been up to lately? Well, the main thing that's exciting, especially with the history of Becca and I's relationship, is that, as I do quite frequently, I went to a drag show this weekend. Yeah. It was a special drag show for the end of Pride. It was like kind of pitched as like an end of Pride concert, mm-hmm. but nobody actually sang. They were just impersonating. Um and by impersonating, they just meant doing their own numbers. I don't know. But it was a great show. It's one of the best drag shows I've been to. Ooh. I went with my friend Corey. And something really fun happened while I was there. <gasps> so there was this performer whose name is Peter Pansy. They are a drag mm. king. And they came out and they did a Freddie Mercury kind of like tribute, queen tribute to Don't Stop Me Now, which is probably my favorite Queen song. And they were giving like full Freddie Mercury illusion and it was kind of hot, I do fear. Yeah. (laughs) And so I, being me, when the host of the show, Miss Demeanor, um, (laughs) who did a very amazing job, she goes, oh, wasn't that so hot? I go, yes, like louder than anybody else in the crowd. (laughs) And she picked me like straight out and she goes, oh, wow. (laughs) And then she goes, <laughs> oh she wow goes, she goes oh this person um he oh or they uh they're like which do you prefer <laughs> and I go bofa because <laughs> I'm me yeah because I'm me and then she was calling me she wasn't calling me bofa she added like an r somewhere she called me like borfa or like Buford or like <laughs> Buford. she called me that the rest of the night but she was like referring to it the rest of the night and so about halfway through the show, she's like, oh, well, now we need two audience participants. And mm-hmm. something about me that I feel like we've talked about on this podcast, 
I am somebody who's going to participate, whether it's asked or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I are. love to involve <laughs> myself in things. I love being a participant. Yes. And so I raised my hand. Mm-hmm. And, wait, was it you that one time said you faked being hypnotized? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> At my prom after party. Yes. So yeah, that's yeah. another... Becca was so committed that she faked being hypnotized. Yeah, and I did a split. I did a split on stage <laughs> in front of everyone. No, mention that in the high school episode, Becca. I know. I forgot. I forgot all about prom. I for, I forgot a whole excursion around London that I did. So you know. we're gonna have to go back. It's yeah, crazy. we're gonna have to <laughs> into the vault. Into the vault. Yeah. So yeah. So they asked is there audience or can we have volunteers from the audience? So of course my hand shoots up and she goes, okay, Bofa, come on up. And so (laughs) then I'm whisked away. I like go and I'm up. And I was at the Thunderbird Cafe, which is like a legit concert venue here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was like, ooh, like I'm on stage. And so it was me and this lovely woman who went by the name Ohio who's wearing a beautiful green dress and white Crocs. And I'm in, I'm going to paint a visual picture for everybody. I of course have my relatively new shag haircut. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing an A-line tee and my rainbow overalls. I do have rainbow overalls if you have not seen them that I love to wear because I do get complimented on them. And then I can say, Oh, I actually dyed them myself because that's a true fact. You did? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, I dyed them And I've complimented myself. on you that, like, wow, I love that. Yeah, I dyed them myself. And then my mother, shout out to her, she'll probably listen to this episode, wash them. Mm-hmm. And so the colors did get a little muted in the wash, but they still look pretty okay. good. Yeah. And so I was wearing that because it was like an end of pride thing. So I was like, let me be pride full. And then I was just wearing like white sneakers. So you know, a, a little good outfit, I would say. Yeah. And so she says it's going to be a lip sync competition. We're doing a lip sync for your life a la RuPaul's Drag Race at a drag show. Mm-hmm. Who would have thunk? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> at this point, I'm like, oh, oh, this is what I, this is what I was born to do. Yes. Yeah. And because um, as Becca once so bravely said about me, I always look like I'm about to go and do drag. Yeah. <laughs> My aesthetic is off-duty drag queen. Always. And so she goes, do you guys like Britney? And I go, <gasps> once again, yes. Like, like I, I'm way too into this. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah. And then so we're like getting ready. She's like, the two queens stand before me, all this stuff. And then what comes to the speakers? But Toxic by Britney Spears. And so I literally was like, first of all, I had a little bit of an oh shit moment because it's like a lot is riding on this. Yeah. yeah. Like my friend Corey, who came with me, was in the crowd. I also knew like a contingent from like my work was there. And (laughs) because they just decided to go independently from me. So like people I work with were there. And I was like, oh my God, there's like a lot riding on this. Like I can't embarrass myself. Totally. And so I, I gave it, I gave it everything I had 
and I started, I'm almost immediately, I'm on the floor. I like work my way down to the floor and there are some nice women in the front. Mm -hmm. And something I'm learning about myself is that queer women really are my demographic. They love you. They love me. The feeling is mutual and Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I get on the ground and I start doing some sapphic things with them. Not not like, not fully like kissing or anything, but definitely, definitely looking like I'm like leading down that road just to, Mm -hmm. you know, do some crowd work. And then there was a speaker. And so I got up and kind of like wrote it, like, (laughs) like kind of grinded against it. Loves it. And then my favorite part of the performance of my favorite of my performance, because I do have videos of this performance from two angles (laughs) (laughs) is in the, um, after the pre-chorus, so too high, can't go numb. There's like that little electronic breakdown, like yeah. I something came over me, and I did like a full like half Vogue femme emoting, half like robot that just got poured like water on its head, and so I was like, and like you can like you can hear the audience in the crowd start to like go fucking ape shit. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I would have like, seen Exactly this. at that moment. I was sending you the video. I wanted to keep it a surprise for the podcast, but yeah. Becca will be receiving the video shortly oh after we're done this. And so, yeah. And so after that, I don't, we only did up to like the end of the first quarter. So there wasn't that much longer of the performance and stuff. And so then, and this, and this was the most nerve wracking part. It was like an applause, like <laughs> who got the most applause basically. Oh. And so Miss Ohio, my competitor, who I wasn't paying attention to during the lip sync, but upon yeah. my review of the footage, she was giving. Oh, okay. She was doing splits. She was doing tricks. She was doing, she was doing a lot. And oh my God. I didn't know to what degree I should be worried. Yeah. I should also mention that I did get tipped during the performance. By one of the lesbians? Yes. Nice. I like multiple people. <laughs> I made Whoa. like I, I made somewhere between five and ten dollars off of that performance. <laughs> Not, well, well, for something that should have given you zero dollars. Yes. Um, that's honestly insane. Yeah. And so I was actually surprised because I had, I had like a certain amount of money. I was like running low on dollars because if you know drag shows, it's customary to tip the performers and like hold out $1 bills for, or, you know, any denomination. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And so I was like, I was nervous before I went up there. I'm like, Oh, it's like half the show's only halfway over. And I'm like kind of running low on, my bills but then once I got up there I was like replenish yeah and so yeah and so then it comes they're like okay if you want Ohio to win applaud and it's like uproarious and I'm like I'm scared so now I'm scared and I of course was clapping for Ohio because I'm like that's my camaraderie yeah Yeah. and so then they're like okay and now who wants Quinn to win (gasps) equally uproarious wow no, like I did not hear a difference in the room. Like I did not hear a market difference in the room. Wow. Yeah. And so it was declared that we both won. Um, and so, Much yeah. Much like, oh, uh, wow. 
How beautiful. My prize, you might ask? An inflatable pool ring. So like one of those little tubes. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Oh my God. That was my prize. Okay. That would piss me off. What? (laughs) That would piss me off. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it it was, I I liked it because it allowed me, it gave me something to fan myself with the rest of the night. Because it it was like, it's packed rectangularly. And so I just went like. That is nice. And so that was nice. But it was, it was just weird because I just had it the whole night after that. (laughs) Just holding it. It's like near, it's like near midnight at this point. I was just like, I I went to like two. And so I, um, I just, I just had it. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm a little bitter about inflatables because I bought mm-hmm. like a little inflatable um like ottoman thing for my room and I wasn't even thinking when I bought it, but I had to blow it up by mouth obviously and it took forever and I almost passed out like eight times. So I'm probably just speaking from a place of hate. Um I- I'm happy for you. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I'm glad you got something. <laughs> and yeah, so that was my that's kind of my big event. But Becca, something mm-hmm. interesting in your life that's been going on yeah. is that, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, you are now a working woman once again. Yes, I am. So my first question is not actually about your job. We will get to that. But we did talk about on, your last ep- on the last episode how you had a birthday recently. Did you get your birthday drink from your previous employer? I did, but I went to the, I did not go to the, from the establishment that I resigned from. Mm -hmm. I went to the next one over. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Because I can't show my face there. Yeah. Can't show my face there again. Um, but how's your new job? I love it. (gasps) Really? Everyone, mostly because everyone is so kind mm-hmm. like there's just not a mean person there yeah. um also like part of the job is to be beautiful yeah like I get to do my hair and makeup I get to dress cute I get to wear lavender because it's <gasps> in the color palette yeah famously one of my favorite colors mm-hmm. my favorite color actually um so it just feels so much better and like my favorite part about Starbucks was the free coffee, but second to that was like the customer interaction because I do love talking to people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's all this job is. Yeah. It's just doing that. Um, it's like, it's literally so fun. And ever the manager here is so nice. <laughs> like, oh my God. And I was also talking, one of my coworkers now also used to work at the Starbucks I resigned from. Mm-hmm. And without me even saying anything, she was like, that manager sucked. And I was like, okay, confirmation. It's, it's synchronicity. It's synchronicity. I needed it and it was there. Yeah. It's serendipity. I don't... Exactly. So like, that made it, me feel really good. That's really cool. It's like a sign in your life that you like did the right thing. Exactly. So you immediately oh, found God. someone to commiserate with. That's beautiful. Thank yeah. You so and much. I can see how you, I can see how people at, like the place you work now would be nicer because I feel like with Starbucks, it's like when you walk in, Mm -hmm. you like walking in, you've decided to buy something. 
Yes. And you probably know what you're going to buy. Yeah. And so the baristas are kind of just like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. And so it wasn't like, it's not like you have to sell somebody on something. Whereas your job now, it's very much like, especially because I know like when I shop for makeup, it's like, sometimes I'll go into like, sometimes I'll go in, look around, see if anything catches my eye and stuff. But then I've gone into places like that and not bought anything and then just yeah. kind of like left. And then, but like, and also people come to you being like, okay, well, I'm looking for something like this. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah. I love wait, it. Wait, So can I ask what the training process is like? Like, cause you obviously have to like kind of know like when selling makeup and like cosmetics and stuff, like the effects things have. Yes. And so is there any part of that that's like kind of institutionalized like into the training process or is it just kind of your knowledge you're working off of based on your own experience? So part of it is training. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot. It's more so like your working knowledge, but mm-hmm. brands like have you you are like constantly always being trained um, every week because really? like about new products and stuff like that oh. um but it's kind of like you have to find the time things are things are a lot less like not I don't like not structured is the right mm-hmm. word but like it's more more flowy here about like mm-hmm. you know you don't have like a station that you're working at your whole shift and that's what you're doing and then you clock out at this exact time mm-hmm. it's like you know you work, you go do this other task, you come back to the register, blah, 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 blah. Um, so in that time, you also like can do your training that's like about this brand coming out with this product or, um, you know, this brand doing this campaign or something. Um, so stuff like that. So then does the brand like pay your company to be like, oh, this is going in all of your stores to like explain? Or is it just like um, a thing? So there's two, there is a, there is a kind where they do that. They do like a takeover or something, yeah. mm-hmm. but then there's also just like, they make these, like, basically they're like commercials, education yeah. videos. Um, oh. I, I don't think they pay us for, but you know, they just send to us. Um, so that we can That's sell their stuff. Yeah. Do you get free products? Here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here and there. Okay. And it's a good, a good discount. Um mm-hmm. and also the honestly, okay, I'm gonna say Ulta. Mm-hmm. Ulta's point system <laughs> finally. Um, the loyalty program is mm-hmm. like really good. Mm-hmm. So even just like racking up points faster, that's gonna serve me long term, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah, because Starbucks, like even if I was on my day off and I came in and stuff like what you get, you get like eight points from a coffee and you need 150 points to get a free coffee. So it's like, oh, my God, Starbucks does not have a great loyalty program. No, they don't want you to succeed. And that's the worst thing I can say about that corporation. (laughs) (laughs) It's worse than the union busting. Um, (laughs) And so. Wait, I have yeah. one more question. I'm like fascinated by this now that I've like let my mind run wild on yeah. what my friend Becca is doing all day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
was that about that? Oh, I know. I told you. I told the story about the altar worker that I harassed on a scavenger hunt. Yeah. <laughs> so people start doing makeovers because of COVID, or is it in like? Because you live in a little bit of like a more. We do have people who will do that. Okay, cool. Would we you have, ever yeah. like? Do you like doing other people's makeup? I do. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I I have toyed with the idea before of especially because um like at Pitt's theater department and stuff like there's mm-hmm. no separate makeup department. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that like when I was doing costume stuff, I also used to like be able to think about makeup and like do a face mm-hmm. chart or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's something that I find interesting. I don't know if I'm like would be into it enough to be like a full-on makeup artist mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know I would it's it's something I would think about though mm-hmm. like becoming a, one of those like specialized people in a brand mm-hmm. um so that I would be able to do that but more so like I don't know I'm like also trying to decide if I am like a manager person so manager person, like you are debating if you want to move up or you are debating whether you're somebody who likes to work under somebody else. That is what I'm debating. I mean, I have, mm. obviously I have been in leadership positions before, mm. um, but also like something that, I don't know, something I get in my head about is like, okay, if I if I do like whatever move up in this company mm-hmm. is that me like saying that is that like giving into that maybe at my like artistic pursuits won't won't work out mm-hmm. you know yeah it's a weird little line to toe but also like no because you can be successful like you can mm-hmm. work hard in all aspects of your life and like be mm-hmm. successful in multiple areas so I don't know I just get weird about that I'm like how much should I commit to this part-time job yeah I have to ask like, myself all the time and like also if you want to just leave you can like if you want to so true chase the bag for a couple of years at if you want to chase the corporate bag for a couple of years and then say you know what I'm cool with it obviously it becomes yeah. more complicated because like you make if you make if you like start to move up and you make a certain amount of money then you're like Ooh. Mm-hmm. um not that I, not that I have experienced that personally, <laughs> but, um, it's something I hear people go through. And, yeah. um, so yeah, that is interesting stuff. I, something yeah. Me- oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. It's just, I think our, our generation is just actively kind of reframing mm-hmm. like our whole relationship to work and labor and yeah. stuff, which is very, it's very interesting to see it happen live. Yeah. I think in a way you're talking to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say I, the first like few months of a job, especially I am so like, I just become so gung ho. Um, mm-hmm. whenever I was a waitress, I became a trainer within a month of working there. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I have the biggest ambitions mm-hmm. for like, literally like and for this, what? <laughs> and this is another place where Becca and I are alike because mm-hmm. I am the same way where when I start something, I'm like, oh, 
this is it. This is it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I love everything about it. I'm obsessed with it. And this is who I'm going to (laughs) be. Like literally anything could happen. And I would be like, yeah, this is the new direction my life is going in. (laughs) Oh, it's scary. Yeah. And and it's something Becca and I have identified in other people and been like, that's so crazy that they're doing that. (laughs) But some people are worse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we do yeah, it but we're not I, that bad I are way more realistic about literally every single thing than some people <laughs> and so um uh. oh my goodness but yeah I I very much feel that as well I'm very much I have to it, it's something I've been really working on in my mindfulness practice lately the idea of like non-attachment yeah and really trying like because much like you, I get somewhere and I'm like, oh, it's going to be this. It's going to be this. It's going to be this. I'm going to do this. And it's like, no. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I literally just had an experience like last week where I have been considering this thing in my life for a really long time. And I like imagine the whole thing. And I was like, oh, it's going to be this way, this way, this way. And then I involved somebody else in it. And they were like, "Mm, actually, I'm not even sure if you should do that like that. And it just like, what was it it was like traveling and stuff and so I had this idea of like this uh like travel plan I was gonna do and then Mm -hmm. I spoke to somebody about it and they were like oh I actually don't think this is gonna be a great fit for you but it's because and it was like and it felt like earth shattering in that moment to be like oh my whole plan up in smoke and I was like literally like I was in like a depressed state for like a day and a half and then I was like and I had to I had to like realize and be like okay well I put myself in this position in a way because I've spent a month being like okay well this is how I think about this thing this is what I'm going to do this and never involved anybody else in that so Mm. it's like we talked about in the astrology episode like I let like I let my imagination run wild a little bit and sometimes it can come back Mm -hmm. to bite yeah but it's like yeah but it, and then it's like yeah and so I'm trying that's something else I'm working on in my life that's how you manif- you know what because mm-hmm. I've been I've been like trying to get back to I used to be a master manifester I would just call mm-hmm. myself a regular manifester right now <laughs> it's because I have kind of lost the ability to detach from things and let go of Mm. expectations which Mm. is a huge part of manifesting because when you overthink things and you're like I'm I want this and I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this to get Mm. it it's like okay that's when you start freaking out then and thinking overthinking getting anxious and not believing Mm. that like what's meant to be will be or whatever Mm. and then if you get something it doesn't look how you want it to look then it's like well yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so you freak out either way like okay a great example last summer when I went to New York with Macy I I said I'm going to be on the Wendy Williams show and I'm going to be featured and I just believed it and I didn't overthink it at all and look what I did I was on it and yes she bullied me (laughs) you look so young (laughs) you look 14 or or (laughs) seven (laughs) Okay. Because we have to say we have, and I and I meant to bring this up, but mm-hmm. R.I.P. So the Wendy Show, R.I.P. the Wendy Williams Show. You did so much negatively. Yes. 
but we do not we do not wendy williams is a complicated figure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we do not stand by what is happening to her in yeah like the it's wrong the people keeping her money from her and also the abject abuse of wendy williams i found really upsetting towards the end of her show because basically if you are not somebody who was following the wendy williams show the whole mm-hmm. last season of the Wendy Williams show did not feature Wendy Williams amidst some pretty serious health conditions Wendy was facing. Facing, yes. And so, yeah. and then they just canceled it. And Wendy so has been, Wendy has been, luckily she's recuperated a little bit mm-hmm. and she has been well enough to do the show. Like yeah. she was definitely well enough to come in and shoot a final episode. But they did not do that. And it's like, it's It's sad. Yes, it is really sad because, you know, say what you want about Wendy Williams and her legacy, which is, you know, obviously still being written because she's still very much alive. She's going to, she's going to come back and stuff like that. But yeah, it is somebody who has worked so extremely hard to get where they are and Mm -hmm. somebody who genuinely carved out a specific like niche for themselves Mm-hmm. and like was able to have their creativity flourish and be appreciated and all this stuff and in that way mm-hmm. she is a very inspiring figure to me and so mm-hmm. for like the people who were supposed to be supporting her to like abandon her in that way was re- it's it, it was sad to watch it was really sad yeah. to watch yeah so Wendy our hearts go out to you we stand with you Wendy um I cannot wait for you to enter the podcasting space with us. <laughs> I cannot Welcome wait back. for you to promote the Wendy Williams podcast on MPJ. MPJ. Wendy Williams is somebody we would have on this podcast. That would could rock. You, could you imagine? Let's manifest and let go. <sighs> and so it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it is written, so it shall be done. <sighs> okay. Well, right. Becca, I feel we are adequately caught up. If I learn literally anything more about your life, I will explode. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, that's not bode well for me then because we are quite literally talking about (laughs) our lives lives in the next segment. (laughs) That's my favorite thing. That's my favorite thing about the podcast. Maybe whenever people are like, oh, what's your podcast about? I go, oh, me and Becca. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it's about. And so Becca and I are going to throw it to a little break and we'll be back to get into our topic for today's episode. Yes. Guys, I'm scared. (gasps) And now Becca and I have returned. Fun fact about something that just happened off screen. There's a large bug in my apartment and Becca just saw me for... About three to five minutes, try to get it out. Yeah. What about me? I don't like killing bugs. And so I did like a catch and release method and it wasn't working for a good second. What was it? What kind of bug? <clears throat> I could not identify what kind of bug it was, honestly. Ugh, okay. <laughs> it was something okay. that buzzed loudly and that's like, oh, and it was Scary. like big. It was like, I described to Becca like, yay, like yay big. Ew. Okay. Like yellow. To- I don't know. We have Rebecca to doesn't like bugs. Okay. I don't. So <laughs> today we are doing a fun little episode to me because 
we've been calling this episode the formative media episode. Mm-hmm. And so basically what Becca and I are going to do is we are going to look back and dive into some of the pieces of media that made us the people who we are today. And so we are going to kind of do it by type of media. And so Becca, I will put it to you as my lovely co-host. Is mm-hmm. there a type of media you would like to discuss first? Um, let's go with TV shows. Okay. I feel like that's a good starting point. Okay. Yeah. Get on my notes. Sure, sure. So I can start. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Blue's Clues. Yeah, to take it all the way back. <laughs> I feel like I remember watching that a lot. Teletubbies, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those that that Made base for sure. That baseline stuff definitely informed a lot about like our our generations. I think uh, like a lot of shit was really weird. You know, for like, us. The, yeah, the Wiggles were weird. Like SpongeBob was weird. Um, I'll talk. I'll say it again. SpongeBob. I can tell when someone has watched SpongeBob as a child because their sense of humor is usually like similar to mine. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Um, People who yeah, watch so, SpongeBob like as adults too are like a special breed. Honestly, it's hilarious. Like though. people who watch SpongeBob on Netflix, like that's wild <laughs> to me. SpongeBob is so good. Did, mm-hmm. You watched it as a child, right? Yes. I mean, okay, I feel good. like SpongeBob was pretty like ubiquitous. Some people, no, I know some people who either didn't have cable, didn't want to watch it, or their parents thought it was annoying. My mom did say it was, my mom did make me turn it off at certain points. Oh, my mom actively loved SpongeBob. She was like, like, wanted, to, wanted to watch it. She with was like, me. can we watch this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So stuff like that is like pretty much everyone watched. Mm-hmm. Um, something as a child that I stand by, I was a Nickelodeon girl mm-hmm. over Disney, except for Wizards I- of Waverly Place was like my fave. I oh. loved that too. But that's like Nick energy on Disney, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Selena Gomez, very, very Nick energy. Well, you know what? Selena Gomez, before I had Ariana Grande, who I obsess with now, um, I was obsessed with Selena Gomez. Yeah. And my she, phones. She, my, <laughs> Alex Russo, career yeah. defining performance. Like, so good. That character, she was, and that's why I was like a little disappointed. She was so focused on music for a while. Cause she's such she's a good, truly she's a so talented funny. actress, Selena and apparently, so funny. and apparently that show on Hulu she's in with um Martin Short and Steve Martin, Steve Martin, Only Murders in the Building, I believe it's called. Yeah, she's giving amazing performance on that. So maybe I need to yeah. revisit. You haven't watched it? I have not. Oh, I have. The next season just came out, so mm-hmm. it's very good. She's great. Yeah. She's so funny. Yeah, she's she so funny. Comedy. Um. Hotel Transylvania, just hilarious stuff. Um, but yeah, I love Selena Gomez. I also, mm-hmm. um, Alex, like being an artist, I was like, that made me want to paint really bad. Mm-hmm. I was such, and I think every like little girl, especially, is like this. Like, I was such a wannabe. Like, you just look at mm-hmm. older, cool girls and you're like, oh my God, I want to do that. 
Mm-hmm. And there uh, is a sense I'm of, gonna talk about that as well. Okay, and when there's we get a to sense mine. of there's like a sense of shame around that because people are like, eh, you're a wannabe. But what's so wrong with seeing something I'm like interested in or cool and then doing it? It's representation. Yeah. Representation. Yeah. It's showing you, you know, you can be the cool girl, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Alex Russo was also very queer coded. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Her and Harper, I honestly thought we're gonna date. Alex Russo would be by now. Yep. If they had like the, <laughs> if they did Wizards Now. If they did oh Wizards of Random Space Now. I mean, not like not quite, but like Kinda. I mean, like if they did like a grown-up version of it. What should they do a grown-up version of? Didn't they like iCarly? Oh yeah, like iCarly. Like perfect example. Like if if Wizards got the iCarly treatment, Alex is like dating a woman and living in Bushwick. So true. Oh my god! Literally, <laughs> literally, still um, painting, and she's still um, trying to conceal her abilities as a wizard. Yeah, slay. Wait, that's kind of good. Guys, Wait, don't steal that. Not that don't steal that. A pilot. RIP, <laughs> RIP. If it was said on this podcast, it's our IP. Yep. Um, other TV I watched in childhood. I, being a Nick fan, mm-hmm. loved um, Nick at Night, The Nanny, and George Lopez. Truly waking up at 3 a.m. to all my friends, no low rider. And this is why I love my friend Becca because she reminds me of things. Because I, I wrote down <laughs> obviously like a rough outline, but I, George, the George Lopez show. Mm hmm. I wouldn't even wake up at 4 a.m. I knew it came on at like 8 p.m. and I would watch it. Like I was fully up <laughs> watching. I was up with what George and Angie and Carmen and Max were all up to. Um, Do you remember when they replaced Angie? Oh, wait, no, Carmen, the daughter, Carmen. They replaced her. I do like halfway through the show. Vaguely. Was it halfway through? It was a it was a fully new actress. Like I feel like half the episodes I watched were with one actress and half were with another. I feel like something like that could have happened. Yeah. The drama. Also, I think George, I, I've been reflecting on the George Lopez show a lot recently, actually. And oh, okay. I think part of the, part of like one of the running things of George Lopez show is that he dates a woman or he's married to a woman who's like much more attractive than him. Yeah like in a in a societal like beauty standards way and Mm -hmm. that causes an anxiety in him that she's like always cheating on him yeah and I think it was also in like the character's backstory that like his mother who's another big character on the show was also cheated on yeah like their dad like his dad left basically and so yeah and so I think that gave me a lot of relationship anxiety oh interesting I I would believe it. <laughs> yeah. Did Did you ever watch The Nanny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as I didn't love it as much as the George Lopez show, but I feel like if I rewatched The Nanny now, I would be obsessed. Oh yeah. I that I think I get also a lot of like fashion stuff. Yeah. Yes, I loved her. Grand um, Fine is like a style icon. I literally loved her, and then also. Mr. Sheffield, I had such a crush on him. Really? And I think that sort of began like I'll get into this later, but because it it ties into like Tumblr stuff about mm. and Lana Del Rey stuff about like older men. 
Yeah. Yeah. But um that yeah. another character there's a character on the nanny, Giles. Was that the name of the Yes, butler. the butler. Yeah. He was also queer coded. Yeah. But then they made him hook up with Cece, Cece. who was yep. the what and relation? Cece- CC was the assistant to Mr. Sheffield, but and they had a thing at one point, right? Well, she they did, but it was like more so. It was like kind of one sided on her part. And then, of course, (laughs) yeah, Mr. Sheffield. Yes, you know, shack up. (laughs) Um, Crazy, yeah. Um, and also, I just remembered my wife and kids. I used to watch all the time. Really? The yeah. Brothers. Yeah. I remember that. Damon. I thought that show was so funny. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, I started my reality show thing in elementary school with the Bad Girls Club, which I would watch in fifth grade all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And also the Kardashians. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. where I started to I did and I've talked to you about this before I find this so find interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. I was like okay I found it so interesting the way that especially Courtney talked mm-hmm. and so I trained myself to sort of have an accent and I spoke I I kind of had this like sort of accent thing in elementary and middle school where saying words like great like okay great she says it like great or grape, crate. Like it's such a weird R thing. And mm-hmm. I just did that consciously and then subconsciously for a while. And sometimes I catch myself fall- falling into it. I, I still think your vocal patterns are very, like when you said that to me, it, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. I think that's why I was so intrigued by it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, man Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I okay I'm thinking about things now that you know you said well okay so I'll get into mine yeah and so I'm gonna go these were not shows that were super influential but they're more of like a framework okay I wouldn't exactly call them formative I am very familiar with both of them but Friends and Sex in the City are the first two shows I will start with because I do not remember watching a lot of kids media growing up. Oh, okay. Or I do remember watching it, but I don't remember like it's scratching an itch in my brain, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Like I watched like also the Dan Schneider verse, not to bring that name up, but like mm. the Dan Schneider verse. Like <laughs> I remember watching all those shows and like, but I don't remember ever like sitting down being like, there's a new episode of Big Time Rush on. <laughs> you didn't There's... feel that about victorious even no oh i could not tell you what nights victorious came on oh my god i loved victorious i, do I watched love that Victor- recently i did i do love victorious and i wish it got like a proper kind of like because it just kind of ended yeah but, um and, and it's very art imitating life for us i feel mm-hmm. as theater kids yeah. but um yeah i just wasn't like i don't I don't find any of that stuff super seminal to like who I am okay or like I don't think about it and stuff like that and so but like friends sex in the city these shows that my mom in particular but just my parents more broadly kind of liked my parents exposed me to a lot of culture in a way that as I 
meet people and talk to them about their upbringings and stuff, I realized that some people's parents don't expose them to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And so like Friends was the first show that like, it was like, oh, I like this because like my parents would watch it with me. And like, like you said, I, I feel, I felt the wannabe thing and like wanting to be an adult. Yeah, I had that too. Like being grown up just seemed like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And now that I'm grown up, I'm like, fuck. God, yeah. Um, And so. How old were you when you watched Friends? Oh, I was way too young to be watching Friends, honestly. It used to come on TBS from four to six. So there'd be four episodes straight through. And I watched that. Like I had seen Friends like probably at least twice through all the way. Mm Mm-hmm through that like before friends was when everybody was like oh friends is finally on streaming it's like girl I'm already off book I'm already moved on to other things I did that too because in seventh grade my mom had the box dvd set of yeah she did so I watched it all the way through before like streaming was even thing yeah I was watching friends like 10 to 12 probably like somewhere in that window I started Oh, and also, like, I went through an era where I was watching all the CBS sitcoms. So, like, I believe it was, like, mon- like Mondays at 8. Like, How I Met Your Mother, I went through a huge, like... I've, I've never seen, every- seen that. I don't know how much it holds up on a rewatch. I've heard people say it really doesn't hold up on a rewatch. Okay. Um, I've kind of wanted to rewatch it a little bit, but... I don't know. It gets kind of bad near the end. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. There's one season where the whole season takes place at a wedding. Oh my god! Twenty two episodes at a wedding. A whole season. Oh my god! I believe it's season eight. I hated that. Sounds terrible. I hated that. Yeah, I remember. And like two and a half men. Like I remember, I came in on two and a half men. Like when Ashton Kutcher replace Charlie Sheen oh I have never seen that either yeah I it was it was like what was on like TBS and FX like at like five when I got home from school like those adult shows like those more adult sitcoms like I started watching mm-hmm. them and I really took an interest in them and it was also stuff my parents watched I didn't watch Sex in the City till I was like a senior in high school so it's not formative well yeah. it kind of is because we talk about formative like we're not in like a very impressionable time in our lives yeah <laughs> but um yeah, and like now Sex and the City is very formative, but it, like I wasn't watching Sex and the City like back then. Yeah. But something I do to talk about reality shows and it's something I know Becca also really enjoys. Mm-hmm. Jersey Shore. Yes. Oh my God. Jersey Shore. I, in the wannabe way, I used to think they were the coolest people in the world. They were. Yeah, but it was like they it was interesting because like time. my like my parents were like like my parents enjoyed the show or not my parents because my mom never watched it but like my dad me and my brother and my dad used to all get together and watch it it was like our quality time together for the week we would mm-hmm. literally watch Jersey Shore wow. fucked up but um, <laughs> uh, and so we would get together watch Jersey Shore and like my dad must have been watching being like oh my god these people are the trashiest human beings ever but I was like oh my god they're so cool yeah honestly I was thinking about also the other day the hookup culture that was like in that show Mm -hmm. that definitely gave me problems yeah 
like every night they would hook up with someone new, which I'm not saying you can't do or mm-hmm. is like inherently bad. Yes. But to like see that when you're so young and be mm-hmm. like, that's how that's how like oh and the is. way the way they would talk about women. Oh yeah. Like they would great. call people grenades. Yeah. And they had they had a grenade whistle. So when they saw a woman they thought wasn't attractive, they would like blow the whistle and like embarrass these women. And like, like so, there's so much toxicity in it. Yeah. No, but I, something I think about so regularly is the fact that Snooki met her husband. Like they, there's documented proof of her meeting her husband yeah and walking home she's so drunk she can't remember his name <laughs> and she's had children with and him. then she she has sex with him first night they meet no no judgment there yeah but like her little kids can see like or not little now because like the her oldest one might, must be quite old by now but like her kids fully can like one day watch their parents meet on television and see their mom being like a drunk sloppy mess (laughs) oh my god you're right literally crazy yeah but no when they actually went to like do you remember when they actually went to italy yeah i do that's the best season ever like that was revolutionary we were like oh my god they're actually going to italy (laughs) they're doing it yeah or when snooki got pregnant and then the last season she lived in like a house down the road do you remember the spinoff show of just Snooki and JWoww? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I and love J-Wow. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And their theme song was Iconopop. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. We should rewatch that show. Okay, wait. Much We're like safe. last episode where we talked about Trixie and Katya. Who's who? Who's the Snooki and who's the JWoww? I feel like it tracks very well and like it's the same archetype ultimately. Yeah, I think so too. Well, three, two, one. Jay Wow. Snooki. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I feel like it's very much. Yeah, I feel like it's very much. It's also literally falling into who's taller and who's shorter. <laughs> is this yes. a bit like, is that a thing I, that needs to be studied? Oh my God. <laughs> literally, yeah. Wow. Tall people, tall people are stern. <laughs> Not stern. <laughs> Jay Wow was like, Jay Wow was very fun, but yeah. Oh, and just fully people fighting on the show full-on fist that's fights. another thing like I I thought it was normal to like it whenever there's a conflict you you punch someone literally yeah and it's like yeah. no in the real like you cannot oh. do that oh and Ronnie and Sam like that was terrible the season no the season three episode where Ronnie is fully like destroying everything Sam owns it's and, bad like, Sam has to physically like I cannot believe they put that on the air yeah like I cannot believe they were just like putting no. this like super abusive relationship on the air and I was at home as a 10 year old or whatever eating it up <laughs> yep eating yep. it up yeah um wow. that reminds me of okay so just it's the general <laughs> the general violence on reality tv was crazy I mm. remember me and my me and my friends like kind of recently re-watched actually the top 10 bad girls club fights on youtube like a compilation video <laughs> yeah. my one friend simon knew every single clip and why they were fighting and was explaining it to us again and one time i cannot believe the producers let her do this a girl put like acid or something in a girl's context lens case 
so if she not acid um like bleach so if she would have put those contacts in her eyes she would have literally gone blind and so like they let her they let her take that action and then like they told her like oh yeah like don't put in your contacts there's bleach like oh my god that's horrifying that's horrifying literally like no reality been- yeah reality television used to be the wild fucking west like yeah yeah it just yeah they, it's crazy because now you can't do that because you're gonna get sued rightfully so yeah rightfully so mm-hmm. but yeah yeah wow. and so jersey shore was really big for me um yeah. another show i should have in no way been watching Degrassi, the next generation. Oh, this is something I also missed out on because I didn't have Teen Nick mm-hmm. on my cable. Oh, oh, I was I was up on what was going on at Degrassi High, for better or for worse. <laughs> I it was like it's like a soap opera. It's it's just a soap opera, but for children for teenagers. Yeah. Like literally, literally there would be for their summer seasons, like when you didn't have school, mm-hmm. there would be an episode every day of the week. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so much. And speaking, calling back to when I watched Divergent with my grandmother, mm-hmm. one summer, I believe it was Degrassi, The Boiling Point, which most iconic television promo ever, I'm going to say. Degrassi, The Boiling Point. Shark when in they, the water. Shark in the water. See, Becca, who okay, doesn't yeah. know. Becca, who doesn't even know from Degrassi, is <laughs> I knows. saw that. Yeah, and they're at the carnival, and mm-hmm. is it like Fifi Dobson who sings that song? I want to say I have no idea, but it goes, uh, "Baby, there's, there's a shock, shock in, in the water. water." And they did like a whole music video where it was like carnival themed, and it like I forget if it. I think it like gave Easter eggs of things that were going to happen in the season. Honestly, marketing. And I think that season ends with a stabbing at the prom. (gasps) Okay. Like that's that's the kind of stuff they were doing. Oh my God. They show somebody like one of the main characters of like the show and it, and they start like, like when I rewatched Degrassi Next Generation now, those kids were like young when they started. Like they were like 14. Oh, and like yeah and the first episode is one of the main characters of like the first like because obviously Degrassi Next Generation went on for a really long time so like people would cycle in and out kind of oh yeah like there would be like like new people came in and stuff because that's you know the thing of doing a high school show yeah the first episode is like Emma a 14 year old getting catfished by like a middle-aged man oh no Yes, literally, that's like the first episode of oh, Degrassi God. Next Generation. And yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was it was crazy the stuff they would do on that show. But did it was ever, did you watch Skins, which I've heard is kind of like the British version of this? I wa- I never watched the UK skins. I watched the American skins. Oh, okay. Which it just felt very much like it felt like a grittier Degrassi. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It, like slightly more, like slightly grittier, but mm. yeah, Degrassi was, yeah, and it was like it exposed me to so many things. And no, when you think about the things they did on the show, like one of the main characters gets like stabbed and dies. 
Um, Ooh. There's the school shooting episode. I saw that one somehow. Yeah, that's a scary episode. Like, it's scary shit for kids to watch. Yeah. Like, especially, is, like, I was, totally like, I was scared watching that. <laughs> like, oh, God. Really scared. <laughs> yeah, the school shooting episode was terrifying, and that's how Wheelchair Jimmy happened to Drake's character. Like, he got shot, and then he was paralyzed. And so, yeah, like, he wasn't always in a wheelchair. Why? They really show him. High school. Oh yeah, they God. show him getting shot. That's so scary. Yeah. And that, yeah, yeah. It's, That's not it, good. They fully did like scary. But I think it's good. Like, I think part of the reason is because they were willing to like go there. Like, they were I willing guess. to like, like, they were like the fact that they had like catfishing on as like a thing in like the early 2000s or whatever. Like, yeah. And it was, in some ways, it was a very progressive show. Like, the first, um, like Degrassi was the first way I like understood what like transness was like transgender people oh cool because there was a transgender character named Adam who was like just you know a like a transgender character on the show Mm -hmm. and it was like the whole like it was like that was the first way I became aware of that Mm-hmm. <laughs> sexual abuse probably was like <laughs> that's how I realized what a lot of different people were sexually abused in a lot of different ways on that show yeah. um and so yeah I oh. that's a show I really toy with doing a rewatch of but I truly feel like I would be horrified at what I was watching when I was a child yeah um I feel like okay all those like soap opera opera hello soap opera-y shows mm-hmm. like that where it's just like trauma after trauma like Grey's Anatomy I'm thinking of yeah Trump, that show can be watched like, like it's just so horrifying yeah but you need it for the drama because also usually they don't have the best writers on shows like those so it's like they go for crazy instead of like interesting and it leads to that's that's problematic, I would say. Yeah, they're trying to do the most shocking thing to like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. Uh, Especially it's, for a kids show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one other thing I want to talk to talk about as far as television goes. I mean, we talked about Survivor a little bit last week. Survivor was I found Survivor a little bit. I was in like the sixth grade by the time Survivor came on, but all of this is like okay. kind of pre like like fourth, fifth, sixth grade. That's when I'm really becoming like getting into these things, which. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> and I of course have to mention Glee, yeah. um, as yeah. people who grew up in the time we did. I remember my mom's clients were the people who originally urged me to watch Glee. Oh, yeah. Um, her very close clients, they were like, Quinn, you should watch this show. And I was like, word. And mm-hmm. so then I started watching it. And I remember just specifically, I used to go to work with my mom a lot when I was younger and mm-hmm. have I talked about what my mom does for a living on the podcast? I don't think so. So my mom teaches kids how to ride horses is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. And so I grew up in a literal barn. So if I ever leave doors open, it's not my fault. It's how I was raised. Um, and so um, basically, I grew up going to horse shows with my mother mm-hmm. because 
you, you know, you work on, you work with the horses and you train them. And so they can jump and, you know, do things like that. And so I would go to horse shows with my mom because it was like something to do on the weekends. And I liked the people she like worked with. It was fun to walk around, see the horses, see the dogs, um, because Ooh. dog culture goes right along with horse show culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. But I would also bring like, I was like the first generation of iPad kids because I remember I got the first ever iPad. Really? Yeah, I had like generation one iPad. I had the mini one that yeah. came out. Yeah. You know, a lot of kids got the mini, but I was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. So I got the first generation iPad. And so I would like take that to the horse shows and stuff. And mm-hmm. I had three episodes of Glee randomly like downloaded onto that iPad. It was the pilot episode. It was the finale of season one. And mm-hmm. it was like the mid-season episode called Bad Reputation, which is the episode where they do Run, Joey, Run. Oh, yeah. Iconic episode. Run, Joey, Run. So good. But for like, I'm off book on like those three episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like I know everything about those three episodes. No, once something was downloaded into my Apple, like mm-hmm. the the iCarly episode of I Psycho, uh, I have that down pat. Literally, yeah. Every fourth word. Trust. Every fourth word. <laughs> yeah, and so Run Joey Run, Quinn giving birth while Jesse St. James sings Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, yeah, all of it. And Glee was just... It was the first time I gave up on a show, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think everybody, I've, I've now seen all of Glee, but I did, mm-hmm. I did give up. I did give up at yeah. some point during season four, um, which I don't believe is justified. Like, I believe, I believe if you give up in season five, that's justified. But season four, I was just a little bit like, you know. But also, as Beck and I have talked about before, 22 episodes in a season at an hour long it's way too much it's way too much it's way too much and glee was doing that and so yeah yeah and so I gave up on it and it was also hard because it used to be like mid-season finale and so like they would split the season into like two yeah and you would have to wait like an extra month yeah and then it was like when does it come back on and Becca and I grew up in a time where streaming wasn't like quite a thing when we were kids in the way that it is now did you ever order a dvd from netflix that's originally what it was and yeah my mom had it Mm -hmm. that's what we would do yeah but i think you they brought that service back for a while i don't know if they still have it now but my mom like yeah a couple years ago was doing that as well um yeah no me and actually lauren were just talking about this how Mm -hmm. Kids today will not have the thrill of being like after school, you have to rush to get all your homework done so that at nine o'clock, like you can watch the new Pretty Little Liars. Uh huh. Yeah. And then go on Twitter and like read what people thought about it and have yeah, to there's wait not like next a, week. There's not appointment television anymore. Yeah. And honestly, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. So I miss that. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have, and, and like the shows that like, I feel like I don't watch like the shows that like everybody watches. Like Becca and I talked talked about our cultural blind spots, but like Stranger Things is like the thing that like now everybody's obsessing over. I'm blind on it 
as well. I've never bit. seen Stranger Things. I've seen I've seen two seasons of it, and I'm thinking about catching up. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Survivor might be the most normie thing I watch. But even then, it's like pretty easy to avoid because like it's not like you know everybody's watching it. Yeah. Oh, or Drag Race. Drag Race is probably because oh, that's like the yeah. big spoiler culture. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those were the TV shows I had. Mm-hmm. Do we perhaps want to move into movies? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So for me, mine's pretty short because I, okay. as I was reflecting, and maybe Becca, you'll have you'll inspire things in me but I I'm just not a movie person really yeah I'm trying to be like more of a movie person okay but they're too long honestly fair enough especially nowadays yeah they're too long yeah like yeah I just don't like whenever like it's effort for me to like sit down and watch a movie like even movies I want to watch like Coda which was a movie that like I really wanted to watch and I like followed it like because I was interested in it Mm -hmm. I did not end up watching until like literally after the Oscars like after all like the buzz had died down and stuff yeah and it's just it's like like hereditary I wanted to watch for like a year and I'm like "Mm." you haven't seen it yet no Quinn be sober don't be alone (laughs) no yeah and take breaks if you need no that's the other thing that one's like legitimately scary and like it's it's the first time I had to pause well first of all I was I should not have gone into it high but I did and I had to pause it and I I had to go I gotta finish this another day (laughs) so I gotta come back to this no because like people who are like legitimate like horror movie like people are like scared of hereditary and I'm like so what does that mean for me exactly but so movies so a really seminal one I will talk about is and it's a little bit of a franchise, but the High School Musical franchise. Oh my god! I think okay. I realized that I something was. Um, oh my god! Not during Pride Month, and I almost said something wrong with me. <laughs> Wait, I no, had but a I'm so happy you're about to say this because again, again, mm-hmm. yeah. again, yeah. I had a crush on Troy and Gabriella, and I just had a crush on Troy. Yeah, and I didn't know it was a crush back then. I was just obsessed with him. Mm. yeah yeah there's this really interesting um there's this interesting thing like I had an over-identification with Troy Bolton not in the way where I because I was not an athletic Mm. child I'm not like sports I did not Mm -hmm. like but I was just obsessed with him and I realized what I was going through was like a pseudo kind of like sexual or like romantic awakening where like yeah like I wanted to be with him I wanted to be him in a way and there's that kind of over-identification thing I'm rereading um a separate piece by John Knowles which was a book I read in high school which is a it's about a male friendship and there's this one point where one of the characters tries on his friend's clothes okay because they're roommates and it's like this Mm -hmm. weird intimate like over-identification thing and I think it's a very it's a very queer thing interesting but yeah I I didn't realize it like then obviously because I was like five when the first movie came out but I was like in love with Zac Efron yeah yeah I um love High School Musical too I think it's the perfect Mm -hmm. summer movie and not that long ago my dad was like I was staying at his house for like the week or whatever my dad was like 
when's the last time you saw high school musical two i was like <laughs> I, I don't know and i thought he was gonna ask me a question about it and i was like do you want to watch it and he was like oh yeah if you want to he's like he's like <laughs> He's doing that thing with his foot on the ground, like mm. <laughs> he's swinging his legs back and forth. <laughs> if you want to, I was like, "Oh my god, no, yeah, we can watch it," and we did. It was fabulous. It holds up. I need to rewatch all of them. I want to rewatch all of them as an adult. Isn't it crazy? I feel like it's a weird thing to also think about how we're older than all those characters now. Yeah. Because they were all 10 years older than us during the actual, like... That's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And so High School Musical is big. I remember me and my mom went on premiere night to High School Musical 3. Me too. I demanded. And, like, I was, like, my second grade class, everybody knew I was going. (laughs) Trust. They they were all like, oh, maybe we'll see it this weekend. I was like, baby, I'm going tonight don't you dare worry <laughs> don't yeah. you, I, I'll have my review by Monday that was um, another one my mom was also excited for yeah my mom liked them <laughs> too I think mm-hmm. or maybe she didn't I don't know um <laughs> but another movie I saw way too young but was not I don't think bad for me especially because I'm a little older by the time I see this but yeah. it's still like a seminal movie for me bridesmaids I was gonna bring up like Yes, all those bridesmaids. Have you ever seen The Heat? Yes. So Another funny. Great like, movie. Those are the just the movies that you can rewatch and rewatch and they're hilarious mm-hmm. and like so good. When like when Hollywood was realizing women were funny. Yeah, they were like, oh, okay, they get it. <laughs> no, and Bridesmaids is such like I, I haven't rewatched The Heat as much, but I rewatch Bridesmaids like so frequently. Mm-hmm. It's such a good movie. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. And like, in a way where like, there's nothing in it where like, 2000, like, like, because it was made in like 2012. And so like, it's like, mm, like starting to get into like, but there's nothing in it that's like, super overtly offensive. I mean, I guess when yeah. they go to the Brazilian restaurant and they get food poisoning, but I always read it as more of like, because it's like a cheap place. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, I quote that movie with my mom all the time. Hilarious. Oh, there she goes. She's shitting in the street. <laughs> oh, oh, there she goes. Or when she's like, I love my bleached asshole. <laughs> uh, that, so Melissa McCarthy mm-hmm. and also who plays Lillian? What's her name again? Maya Rudolph. No, no, no. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Um, the Kristen Wiig's like enemy. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. They are in such good, like, Spy, the mm-hmm. movie Spy. So funny. And for both of them, that was, like, the first movie that I was kind of aware of them. Bridesmaids, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Rose Byrne, it was, like, her breakout, but I'm pretty sure Bridesmaids is, like, kind of known as, like, Melissa McCarthy's breakout. hmm yeah. Also, Rebel Wilson, oh, who's newly... Congrats, girl. Congrats, girl. <laughs> um, also Pitch Perfect. Oh uh, yeah, but I felt older for Pitch Perfect. But that is a, yeah. that is a, it's a great movie. Pitch Perfect actually, I will say, did affect my life because of that. And it for a minute, I had to hate the movie just because of how many people. At at one point in the movie, her name is Becca, Anna Kendrick's character. <gasps> oh yeah. And this guy goes Baca. Baca, Baca. And so 
for two years after that movie came out. That is all I heard from like annoying people. Yeah. Wow, that's such a unique experience. Yeah, it did affect me. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, those were literally the only two movies. <laughs> like oh, really? For like a good five minutes. <laughs> Fair I was enough. Like, I, those are the only two movies I remember having any sort of effect on me. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You'll probably say um, something. I'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll start with my favorite. I always say this. My favorite movies as a child were these three movies. And I really, they're for sure like why I am so strange because <laughs> I was watching these movies so young. Mm-hmm. Number one, Princess Bride, which is not as weird, but uh-huh. it's like, it is a strange movie. It's kind of campy. Yeah. Labyrinth with and David Labyrinth. Bowie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Willow. Have you ever seen the movie Willow? No. Okay. It's like I've set seen in- none of those movies, actually. Y- you haven't seen The Princess Bride? It's been on while I have been in a physical space, but I have never like watched it. It is, it's a huge cultural blind spot now that you say it, because everybody's always like Princess Bride, Princess Bride, Princess Bride, but I'm just always like. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 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 okay. But I know, I know it's like, it's inconceivable, like whatever. Inconceivable, yes. Yeah. Um. And it's just Labyrinth. I think Pan's Labyrinth is a different movie. No. Yeah, no. That's Pan's Labyrinth. I'm talking about Labyrinth with David Bowie. And Doesn't Timmy Moore. Does it go like this? Or no? No, no. no that's Pan's Labyrinth. Isn't I'm, David Bowie I, also in Pan's Labyrinth? Let me see. Doug Jones. Doesn't look like it. Hmm, no, Pan's Labyrinth is this thing. And then just Labyrinth is with david bowie and you know he it's a song where it's like you remind me of the man the man with the power the power of voodoo hoodoo you do remind me of the man blah 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 whatever anyway okay never mind um and then willow is a movie where it's so complicated set in like kind of medieval times mel gibson is there um it's like it's like as if the world where there's like a civilization of little people and they, one of them finds a child floating in a river and has to like return it to the king or something like that. I haven't seen it in a while, but this is interesting also because I was obsessed with the one scene and I don't know, maybe you can analyze this for me. I was obsessed with one scene in this movie where Mel Gibson has to dress up as a woman to like hide and like kind of performs as a woman for a little bit and mm-hmm. I was like obsessed with that big motif yeah of like it's early 2000s movies being like oh yeah it's a man true. dressing up as a woman true true um but yeah interesting but yeah again it's probably the thing where you like saw that and where like somewhere in your mind you were like oh yeah you're like you can do that (laughs) you could do that that's crazy Mm -hmm. um yeah so those were the movies when i was really little um i loved anything campy 
my mm-hmm. mom is a huge movie person and kind of instilled that in me. So I love movies. Mm-hmm. I watch movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Big horror fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching horror movies with my mom when I was, again, way too young. Yeah. Like Scream is now my comfort film, which is like crazy. Um, yeah, I we watched like all the bad ghost movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I used to go to theaters all the time. It was like my family thing, like the weekends you would get dinner in a movie. I remember going to movie theaters too. I just don't remember any of the movies like what you saw. <laughs> yeah, I don't I really well, like first of all, my preferred viewing experience isn't a theater because I feel like there's the social pressure to like not look at your phone now that I'm yeah. in, like somebody who has an extra appendage and stuff, which I wasn't mm-hmm. when I was a child. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um also like I love something I bond with with my dad is Mm -hmm. we love old movies like Mm -hmm. we've seen together like all every single Hitchcock movie I've seen Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of like the classics um and I think also like that like I don't know it's interesting like the spectrum of stuff that I enjoy because that humor is like usually so dry and Mm -hmm. like very conversational stuff and then there's like the campy like big fun movies that i'm Mm -hmm. obsessed with like rocky horror yeah is one of my faves Mm -hmm. um yeah clue is so good i have you seen it no Ah! i've also had this conversation with you i've never seen i've never actually seen the movie rocky horror either oh my god okay we okay yeah because I don't do want I don't I, I, I've specifically avoided watching Rocky Horror because I want the first time I see it to be at a like viewing that would be fun like I want my first experience I obviously know all the music and stuff yeah all right and Rocky Horror is actually mentioned in something else that I'm going to talk about Perks being Wallflower yeah (laughs) well yeah so we could talk about that later because but I was going to bring up um Mm -hmm. and I'll talk about this topic more probably in like social media stuff but the movie the bling ring and generally the movies around that time like Sofia Coppola stuff Mm -hmm. um and just like these like teen movies that were like sad and and Mm -hmm. like forlorn and like crazy was the bling ring one of those ones that was like in the shakespeare like in the in the shakespeare adaptation kind of resurgence no the bling ring was based on true events uh yeah about the you know you know um the clip of alexis nyers calling um nancy joe and she's like Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nyers. I'm calling to say I'm so disappointed in how what you wrote about me. You said I was wearing six inch stilettos when I was wearing in court my two inch brown BB boots. And she's sobbing on the phone. You haven't seen that clip? No. Okay, I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, that's it's the real the true story about how these kids in like California area were California area. Um the like Beverly Hills area were mm-hmm. breaking into celebrities' houses and robbing them. And yeah. so when I was 14, I was like, that's the coolest thing that ever. Sounds like a really good movie. Yeah, that tracks for you. So actually the movie is not as good as the, like 
it doesn't really just hold described up. it to be <laughs> <laughs> like the true story and like documentaries about it are i find more interesting than re-watching the movie again but at the time they'll tell you movie, something you don't know they will as documentaries <laughs> do as you learned um but emma watson is in the bling ring oh um, uh, yeah yeah but it's it's interesting so that that was kind of formative for me mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's those are the movies that i can think of mm-hmm. but yeah so that can have the honor of taking us to where we can go next so we'll just go down the list i mean i would love to talk about youtube and social media yeah and i think this is so formative this is the, <laughs> i think this is the really interesting part because this is like we are the we are one of if not the very first generation to like actually grow up on it yes yes Mm -hmm. and something to preface this if we do have any like younger listeners Mm -hmm. is youtube was not how it is nowadays no youtube was very much i don't know when exactly you came in on like when you started watching youtube pretty consistently becca but when i started watching it it was so much more based on like vlogs were still a popular format but sketch comedy yes like ruled the roost also music parodies I was gonna say okay yeah I started watching YouTube all the time in third or fourth grade whenever I got like an iPod iPad thing Mm mm-hmm there was that the music parody i forget what the channel was called there was one where they did of jersey shore and i i can quote it now hey i'm snooky i crave attention i wear mini skirts and hair extensions i like to hook up but don't call me lose when i eat a pickle i suck out the juice i think it was the key of awesome yes it was key of awesome Awesome. on the jersey shore Shore. yeah I'm looking for love <laughs> without much luck. Yo, you took my drink. Yo, Snooky Duck. Ah! <laughs> oh, another <laughs> egregious, horrible thing that happened on Jersey Shore. Snooky got literally fucking punched by a man, yeah. by a gym oh, teacher. Just... Was a gym teacher? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I also dressed as Snooky in the fourth grade for Halloween, is something oh I feel God. like we should tell the listeners. That is amazing. I think so too. Um, but yeah, also YouTube. Okay. Shane Dawson was huge. Yeah. We His have to talk about were, it. We have to talk yeah. about it. And at the time, like I did love him. And now looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that was, should not have been laughing at the character he called and played called Shanene. Oh yeah. It's not yeah. good. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I was also a big, I literally made my YouTube channel, or not my channel, but, like, my YouTube account Mm -hmm. to subscribe to Shane Dawson, like, that was, that was the, that was, like, what I wanted to do, and, yeah, it's, like, it's, it, it, yeah, it's it's tough, it's, like, I didn't know what I was watching was wrong, like, yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, and, Yeah. yeah, it was very, it was just, like, and like not all of his stuff was like all of his stuff had elements of like horribly egregious and like offensive mm-hmm. but yeah. then there would be like some serious aspects to it and some things that were like 
Yeah, but it was just all like shock and like, again, like stuff I didn't even, like stuff I didn't even, so much of the things I watched and as I start to like understand, like I didn't understand at all what was going on. Yeah, like the larger. Like I didn't understand what was going on in a Shane Dawson video. Like I, like when he was making jokes about like cum and like. Oh yeah, yeah blowjobs and like all that stuff it's like I didn't I had no idea what was going on yeah I was not picking up what he was putting down Mm. it was just like that I I think like yeah it was just crazy um something and something people don't is that no is that Shane Dawson had like a he had three channels at one point he had Shane Dawson TV was like his original channel where he would upload all those like all those all the like horrible like sketch videos yeah and then he would um he had Shane Dawson TV too and that was where he uploaded like bloopers and stuff and then Mm -hmm. Shane his third channel which is Shane um was his vlog channel yeah and that's how it started but eventually Shane is the one which is now his biggest channel and where he posted like all the like documentary documentary quote unquote um and so Mm -hmm. like it was interesting to see that become like his biggest channel also something I just realized Shane Dawson was his podcast was the first ever podcast I listened to really oh oh, I was gonna say okay my like the the YouTubers I loved the most when I was younger was actually Mm -hmm. the Shaytard family (gasps) Oh, wow. Did you watch them? No, but I'm like aware of them, obviously. Yeah, no, I just loved their their vlogs. And they they were those people who were daily vlogging, which is crazy to do. No one should be doing that. That's literally insane. And now I feel all types of way about family vloggers. Like I could go on forever. Mm-hmm. I won't. But their podcast, it was just Shay and his wife, Katie. Mm-hmm. when the kids go to sleep was the first that's the first time I ever heard of a podcast mm. and listened to one that's a good name for a podcast yeah it was cute <laughs> but yeah yeah and they had like a whole thing afterwards oh they sure did that was scandal. a big scandal but now they're back and they still vlog really watch them yeah crazy I um also something we can talk about who is decidedly like a much better person from that era is Jenna Marbles yes I remember like watching her videos with my cousins at at Mm. the holidays and what's that the first video that blew up of hers was called like the face or something like that yeah it was like how to get how to trick people into thinking you're really pretty I think it was called no I think it was like how to get how to stop guys from talking to you or whatever like like something like that mm-hmm. it was just this face that she made and she was like if someone's bothering you at the oh, bar, yeah, was like yes you make this face and yeah. then they will go away she was so I loved her also she was so funny I mean she also had her like moments, moments and stuff but she literally like decided to walk away from her career because of it and yeah. so like <laughs> Yeah, but it, yeah, and she she was like legitimately very funny, mm-hmm. like in a way that Shane Dawson never was. <laughs> yes, yeah, in a way that Shane Dawson has never been funny. Like 
Jenna mm. Marbles was so funny. So funny. And like, it's just people with accents, I think. Like, accents are funny. <laughs> they just have something. When she started, she had like a real like Boston Boston accent. accent. Seriously, I know. Yeah. And oh, so I loved her. Do you yeah, remember? Like, are you a true fan? If what was her first boyfriend's name? Max No Sleeves. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, truly a dark day is going to be when whenever Marvels dies. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like maybe it happened and she just didn't tell. No, I feel like they would tell us. Especially because her boyfriend now, Julian, who's, can I say, so hot. So hot. <laughs> so hot. Especially now that he's in like his like, he's like cool now. Like he streams and has like a mullet and like paints his nails and stuff. Like, yeah. So hot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But like, especially the content she was making it like the end, like towards the end, like it was like, you could tell she fully wasn't like into it anymore, but like she made ways to like get herself into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, by love, but also like some other names from that era. Like I watched like Grace Helbig. Yeah. Franta. We need to talk about the British YouTubers. <gasps> this, this is something exactly I thought. There, YouTube had like a British invasion in a way. They did in 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. was happening. Like, okay, the I forget Jack and something, the British twins. Jack and what's the other one's name? And now they're like now, now they're like they're climate like, activists. Yeah, now they're like climate activists. Something I, I remember I remember I would watch so Willem, who is a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race, like early drag race. She she does this show called The Beatdown. And one of like the original clips from it is like she was watching one of their videos and she goes I would dip a scone into one of those into that one on the left and then she just says bangers and mash my butt <laughs> oh my she god goes, god is my dad watching this <laughs> yeah oh boy yeah no but yeah um yeah and, and then, then Alfie and Zoella I was gonna say Alfie and Zoella and Marcus Butler I believe yes who is now a model yeah love tracks. it um and zoella's brother i feel like his name is joe or something joe yeah he something i think about all the time is he created the whisper challenge where like you put the headphones on and someone talks to you really you know what i'm talking about yeah he yeah he like he was the first person to do that and now like the tonight show does that with the guests that's crazy. And I'm like, he just did that. And no wow. challenges too. the cinnamon That's... challenge. Do you remember Glozell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glozell was like, Glozell. I remember watching with my cousin. That was what I watched with my cousins at yeah. holidays. Like I remember me and my cousin Lily, like watched like one Christmas, like Glozell was like our thing. Mm-hmm. And when she used to do song reviews and she used to like talk about the uh, songs and stuff, she had like a Lonely Island song and it was, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, oh my God. No, yeah. Oh. Challenges and like tags and like mm-hmm. question and answers were like all YouTubers did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and then yeah. also something Becca and I lived through the BuzzFeed era. I was just going to say that too. Of YouTube domination. Yeah crazy when BuzzFeed was fully content farming like I will say that 
I still watch the Try Guys. Really? I keep up with them. I love them. And I also watch um, Sophia Nygaard's videos still. I'm subscribed to Sophia Nygaard. I cannot say the last time I watched one of her videos. I love I'm her also Allison and Gabby, who yeah. they met at BuzzFeed, and they have a channel called Just Between Us and a podcast yeah. as well. I'm still subscribed mm-hmm. to their channel. Um, there's so, uh, obviously Quinta Brunson. Quinta, literally. Like, yeah. She's, oh my god and Good she was always her. like the funniest one no do you did you ever see that one video where she's like so i was just walking down the street one day and this guy comes up behind me and he goes girl you got a fat ass <laughs> and she goes this ass and he goes that ass and it's like she's talking about like it's the most romantic thing in the world it's like <laughs> one of the funniest videos ever she was like, truly hilarious she yeah she was truly like yeah yeah and then Um, when it all when it all came crashing down yeah but also did you ever watch BuzzFeed Unsolved yeah I've seen episodes of it I didn't I didn't stick around for when they started doing like super long form stuff Mm, okay fair enough fair enough because I've never been like super true crime person really yeah I did really like this one it was called it was actually on this is really weird, but the Young Turks, which is like a big left political. Okay, we are having so we are so in sync. <laughs> when you brought up Julian, I was about to bring up Hassan Piker, who is like yeah, an even hot, hotter version of Julian. I'm literally clutching really? my laptop right now. <laughs> Blair Witch Project. No, Hassan. so the Young Turks, which was is like this huge leftist like online YouTube news publication yeah they had they were doing a pop culture thing for a while called pop trigger and i think the way i started watching that was because brie esrig was one of the panelists and brie esrig was in shane dawson's videos wait did pop trigger make those true crime videos yeah murder with friends I love Murder with Friends, I and I forgot Murder about that friends. until now, because that was so such an interesting show. No, it was so good. And Becca, do you know what I think this calls for? What? A kiss? Entry number 31. Oh! Murder with <laughs> Friends. I can't believe I said a kiss. <laughs> well, we're fully on a Zoom call. But yeah, I sure. I was gonna kiss my. I was gonna kiss my. <laughs> I don't think I can make it that far. Mm, yeah, I, unless I like stood up. All right. Yeah, I think thirty-one has to be murder with friends. Murder with friends. No, I love that show. And now, oh my god, what was Grace Baldridge? I believe was the host yes. of it. And now they're mm. like a mute. They do music now. Really. Yes. That's awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm so wait, was Hassan ever on Murder with Friends? I really should hope. He was so. on Pop Trigger. I don't know if he was on Murder with Friends. Wait. But I think that's like the first way I became aware of him. And then I didn't I didn't start watching Hassan until like he is on Murder with Friends, the Edmund Kemper episode. Oh, really? Oh, God. He's wearing like a hipster hat. Okay. I'll forgive him. It was 2016. Um, <laughs> I was still watch that his- long ago. 
Yeah, which is crazy. Oof. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hassan That's the only like true crime I've ever been into. Really? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Just, I like, tried to listen to my favorite murder one time, but I it was while I was high mm, and walking oh. outside at night. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> you should not have done that. I shouldn't, guys. Mm. You can't. You can't do scary things when you're high on marijuana because you, um, you get scared. Yeah. Um, and then I was also gonna. Okay, so I have to bring up. Mm-hmm. The Tumblr era of my life yeah. now because it was so so fundamental, so mm-hmm. formative mm-hmm. in again good and bad ways. So, like I said, 2014 was our renaissance. It's on mm-hmm. the stand list. Um, part of why is because what was going on in Tumblr was this sort of like alt indie thing that mm-hmm. truly, like its aesthetic, can only be uh. It can't really be described to people who don't get it. I just watched a whole video on this. Really? What yeah, do you watch about? Mina Lee? Wait, I think I do. You would really enjoy her on YouTube if you don't already. But she she did a whole thing about the Tumblr girl aesthetic. It was like just... Okay, I will bring up the bad parts of it because... Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I do watch Mina Lee. Okay, I'll have to watch that video, though. Um... The bad parts of it were that it was definitely romanticizing depression, mm-hmm. um, eating disorders, mm-hmm. and also, I'm going to say it, pedophilia in big ways. Really? It was like a huge thing, and I was on this part of tumblr so i can speak to it mm-hmm. especially with lana del rey and like the whole like romanticizing of daddy issues and stuff mm-hmm. it was a huge thing that like communities of young teenage girls like 13 to 15 uh-huh. being obsessed with being with older men uh-huh. like the fact that lolita was romanticized and like in the in a way where it was like we're missing the point of the book <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we're missing that this is bad um and it was just like so heavily romanticized and like it was cool if like your boyfriend was 15 years older than you which is not cool mm. when you're 15 um it's so probably where we get stuff. madison beer saying like i romanticized that book so much which is like not something you say like just using yeah. the word romanticize in like conversation like what do you mean by that yeah <laughs> very strange yeah and so weird yeah I feel like I feel like I'm I'm the kind of person that you think would have had a tumblr and I did but I was never active on tumblr oh my god I feel like I missed something honestly I mean yeah it's good and bad I guess for you Mm -hmm. um because the good parts of it were that people were hilarious on tumblr Mm -hmm. um and also like it was just really fun and like it exposed me to a lot of really good music like Arctic Monkeys and Lana Del Rey mm-hmm. and um, the 1975 mm-hmm. like being into them was like really cool. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. My like best friend growing up was like a Tumblr girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something special. 
Yeah, it's something special about those girls. It was also a thing where, much like TikTok was, like, you could follow your friends, but then it was, like, a lot of, you were finding people that just, like, liked the same sort of aesthetic you liked. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, more random than, like, Instagram or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just wrote, I didn't write this down in my pre-notes, but I was very much on Twitter and I've told Becca about this part of my life before, but I do need to come clean about it on the podcast. Yeah. I was, for a time in my life, if you don't know, there is a corner of the internet, or at least there was for a bit of a time, mm-hmm. where ORGs were a big thing which stands for online reality games. And so there were these people on the internet who would model like Big Brother or or Survivor style games on Twitter. And I was very involved with that community for a year maybe. So crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I like like I had full like internet friends. Like I was like internet friends are crazy. Yeah, and I was like and I was first of all lying about my age to these people because I was like 12, 13 and like I didn't want to tell people that because they were obviously all older than me and so I said I was like 17 or something. Mhm. But I was fully like talking to like 20 year old strangers like mid 20 year old strangers on like google hangouts and stuff that's crazy and yeah and like nothing ever like weird happened like I I never feel like weird about it or anything it was a very interesting community of people because obviously it it was it was very it was more oriented around like big brother and stuff Mm -hmm. and so yeah like you would play these games like our our it was called rrbb was like the biggest one reality radar big brother the first one I ever played was BBOG, Big Brother Online Game. Um, and yeah, I like made, I made friends. I like knew all these people. Like it was crazy. We'd all talk about Big Brother together, basically. It's insane. Yeah. And I only. It sounds fun. Yeah, it was. It was at times, but it's, it's, it's weird because it's that disconnect of like, these people are my friends. And also it was like weird because I was like deliberately like hiding things about my life from them yeah um but yeah I was very close with this one girl Ari I have no idea if she'll ever listen to this we still do follow each other on social media and stuff oh interesting um but she was like my closest friend like we would like FaceTime all the time and like watch Drag Race together and stuff and yeah wow. and she would call me like drunk from like her high school parties or like high or something and be like Quinn wow yeah that is so crazy yeah and so, so the internet, yeah, it can be good and bad. The internet's a wild place, especially like growing up on the internet, like like the first age of the internet, like it's 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 wild. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, have we said our piece on the internet? I think so. Yeah, I think we have appropriately discussed the media that was yeah. formative to us. And mm-hmm. so now we will throw to another break and then we will be back to finish out the app. Guys, I'm scared. 
Oh my god. And now we're back. <laughs> we're back again. Mm-hmm. So, um, we usually have a segment called Comment Corner, mm-hmm. but right now, me and Quinn are bone freaking dry, dude. So we are gonna need you guys. You're being jump scares right now because we are gonna need <laughs> you guys to send in more comments yes, or email uh, us if please. Each, if each one of you emails us, that means we'll have up to twelve emails probably. <laughs> which is so many weeks of content so please send in your thoughts we would love to hear anything any questions comments Mm -hmm. no concerns or no negativity please um but thank you and make sure that if you send in a link for us to view it works i'm looking at you christine (laughs) fix that link whoever you are lady lady come on lady and so yeah. yeah um so we'll have to move on to our next segment, which is mm-hmm. obviously explaining our jump scare and manic pixie moments of the week. Jump scares, if you're not familiar, anything Quinn and I found scary and are fearful <laughs> in the past week. And then, of course, our manic pixie moments, anything that made us feel good, nice, sweet, suave, or anything mm-hmm. that made us feel like the main character at all. Um, Quinn, would you like to start with your jump scare of the week? I would. And my jump scare this week is, and sorry for doing two like semi-serious ones in a row. Well, sorry, sure. not sorry, but um, just something I've noticed and I'm putting people on watch about mm-hmm. is, you know, Pride Month, when you're hearing this, will now be over. And so homophobia is back. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. it does go away for the month of June famously (laughs) and um but now that it's back I just want to actually for all of our straight listeners all two of you I just want to (laughs) say I have heard a lot of straight people say something to the effect of oh I don't want somebody thinking I'm gay or expressing uncomfortability with an outside party thinking that you are queer in some way. And in a way, it could be valid, but also like if you're getting like, if you find yourself, if somebody has ever thought you were gay and you found yourself like offended or you find yourself bringing it up multiple times, just do me a favor and probe into why that is exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it a big deal if somebody thinks you are gay? If you are not. Like, yeah. why would you be offended by that? Usually I get offended by things if I think those things are bad. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody calls me like, oh, lazy or, oh, mean, or like, like things like that. Like, oh, I'm offended. Yeah. So logical conclusion if you get offended by people thinking you're queer and like fixate on that is an issue and so just something I want people to be a little bit aware of something mm-hmm. I've seen straight people even the supposed allies being like oh I don't want people to think I'm gay what guys what? um 
yeah and so just something i want to put people mm-hmm. on about and so my jump scare is anytime that someone has made me feel like that in my life yeah boo <laughs> boo jeez light homophobia <laughs> um so becca yeah what is your jump scare of the week i think my jump scare of the week is that yeah june is coming to a close mm-hmm. and so i've said before june is my favorite month yeah. my birth month mm-hmm. um we still have cancer season the rest of cancer season but I haven't even been in the pool yet. And summer is flying by already. Basically, my jump scare is time is flying. Yeah. Like crazy. And summer is my favorite. So it's sad to um, be almost basically halfway through it right now. I don't believe I've been in a pool either this summer. We got to go swimming. I love swimming. I do think I'm going to swim in the ocean soon, though, I must say. Oh, my God a stainless item in literally effect. i have, to, I have to film some content um yeah, yeah yeah seriously cool all right well what is your manic pixie moment of the week my manic pixie moment of the week is that today i was personalizing some clothing Ooh. because not to talk about it again but the artist's way i'm still doing it it's a 12-week mm-hmm. program so Nice. I've been doing it for a little while now. I mean, I'm on week four now. It's crazy. Wow. Kind of proud of myself for keeping up with it for this long. But um, so I talked about previously, like the filling your well activities kind of. And so one of them was personalizing clothing. And I've had like things that I was going to like give away or donate or anything. But I was like, huh, maybe I could like try to like make something out of this. And I've like held on to some things that I wanted to like craft something out of because I do like customizing clothing. It's kind of the closest thing I have to a hobby. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I actually like my clothes, like the clothes that I wanted to customize have been like sitting literally in my bedroom for like a week, just like staring at me. And so today I finally found the time and I said, you know what? And so one of them was this shirt. I bought it at a thrift store. You will not be able to see it, but I I cropped the bottom of it, not like a crop top, but just cut the bottom because it was very long. It Mm could have been Moo Moo vibes, but now I have instead made it a little, you know. Um, Also, my trend alert for the summer is that I'm trying to feature more of my arms. Like, oh, nice. Maybe not have sleeves all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. um and so actually lady gaga we just talked about her i have an old tour shirt of hers that i made into like a muscle tee kind of thing and so cute. i think it'll be a cute for like a beach wear maybe yeah, um yeah. and then i have this cool like tartan button-up shirt that i had from i bought it in high school and it's like weird because i bought it for like it's more of like a shirt you would wear for like business casual but it's so weird because tartan for like business casual especially as a shirt like doesn't work but I love tartan like I love Mm -hmm. tartan um and so I cut the sleeves off of it and made like a little vest thing cute yeah it's very lumberjack vibes I'm excited to wear it I also have this cool idea where maybe I could get like safety pins and like pin the sleeves back to it and like how it would be this cool like punk thing like a deconstructed thing yeah 
and then um and then the sweater which things like I don't know it was my first time ever like doing this I was mostly like cutting things I also bought some dye which I think I'm gonna try to like do some like cool tie-dye stuff um with other shirts of mine but it was my first time like ever cutting stuff and so there's like a certain there's a certain line that I'm trying to find between like looking like oh that's a cool cut versus like oh like you cut that yourself um mm. and so mm. that's the line I'm trying to find right now but yeah. you know um the sweater I'm a little less bullish on in some ways I'm like oh it's kind of fierce but in other ways I'm like mm. so you know we're yeah, experimenting with tricky. things yeah that's yeah. fun but it made me I was like doing my little cuts I was like figuring it out and so yeah loves it that was my little manic pixie moment but becca mm-hmm. what is your manic pixie moment of the week um i have been reorganizing my room a little bit again mm-hmm. like cleaning up and stuff so it's mm-hmm. starting to feel more comfortable in here um because it was kind of like crazy moving when you have like a full room of stuff and then you move out of college mm-hmm. it's just insane so like actually going through everything has been helpful to me I am also a person who very much firmly believes my space is a reflection of me mm-hmm. if it's tidy and everything I feel so much better about my about my life mm-hmm. um so yeah organizing has been fun also you just inspired me and I have this fabric that I've been wanting to make a dress out of for a long time um and maybe I'll finally do it this week no I was looking at like I was looking at sewing machines this week oh you should get one there like, that's something I really want to I want to get better at like sewing because mm-hmm. I really did enjoy it when I took like my costumes class in college and I would yeah. love to get better at it and be able to like make actual like things yeah I'm um, really bad at um pattern cutting though mm. so I was pretty good at the one time I like like the big time it's annoying but yeah um I could do it I believe I just don't, yeah and I, I usually don't I'm not patient enough to do it correctly and then mm-hmm. yeah but I have sewed outfits before yeah I would love so. to be one of those girls who can just like whip it up yeah I, that's my favorite thing to do like just do the, like the sewing machine thing not with an actual sewing machine but just with my hands and go like I find something love so it. fun about it you should um, make an ASMR account of you just doing that over and over again I, I don't want to <laughs> if you would like to keep up with you where can they do so they can follow me at becca howard on instagram at bex gloss on twitter and spotify and also where y'all going during world war three on tiktok you can also find me (laughs) quinn where can the people keep up with you individually i'm at quinn p murphy on instagram and tiktok and i'm quinny p one two three on twitter how could i forget (laughs) and you can find me trying to figure out if something is cute or not (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that i just cut up um (laughs) before i give it the final death knell of like going to goodwill um (laughs) where it can have a new life and be reborn. <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, Becca, how can people keep up with the show? They can follow Manic Pixie Jumpscare on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, where we post all of our podcasts at length and also exclusive content if you're more yes. interested in video form podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, please, please, please send into manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com. We need more comments for Comment Corner, yes. or else we will literally sue you guys. Yes. Uh, no, more yeah. no more freeloading. No more freeloading. You must we have do like your a pretty, part. We have a pretty consistent audience of people who listen to the show. Send something in. You guys are international. Yeah. When I look at our little dashboard, Beck and I are, of course, planning our trip to France <laughs> to meet our French listeners. We also yeah. have a live show coming up at the Aurora Borealis. Um, oh, we're so excited. And we can't announce that quite yet, but... Um, <laughs> can I tell you, I actually convinced somebody that that, that was like a real thing. One day it could be. I had somebody going and it is going to be a real thing we're manifesting <laughs> um but there are people in russia argentina so exciting india like they're streamers from those places and it's like come on guys you it's crazy write something in yeah you know? we tell us about you. why you're listening to us in those places yeah what's your life you could be are you listening to us while you're like hiking the patagonia mountains like what's what's going on let us know let us know we want to know about you guys um yeah. And so, yeah, right in, but we're Quinn and we're Becca and thank thank you you for listening. listening. No, yeah, no. Uh, (laughs) Little vocal viewpoints. Little vocal viewpoints for (laughs) you. Bye-bye. Bye. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.